Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Kia ora, and welcome to this week's episode of Business Your Way. This is episode 94. Today, I want to chat about the important stuff in your business. And you could be saying, what does that really mean? Because everything in my business is important. But I think that this is one of the foundational pieces that we want to establish in our business. And that is building a solid reputation for a top-notch service. Because this is how you'll attract and keep your clients. In this cutthroat business, people are spoilt for choices. No matter what we want help with in our business, they're a dime a dozen. We've got all kinds of choices in today's environment. If we want help with, you know, doing some copy in our business, we're spoiled for choices. Do we want a conversion copywriter? Do we want a content copywriter? Do we want an email copywriter? Do we want someone to write our copy for our social media? And there are many options available to us. But what is the time-tested, true foundation upon which you build your business is that you need to establish a name for yourself as that go-to person for quality when it comes to what you do. It's not just about having a good service or a good packaged product. It's about going that extra mile time after time and really leaving a mark that sticks with your client or that sticks with anyone who comes in contact with your business. When you make quality your number one priority and you go above and beyond to meet your client's needs, you create a stellar experience for them. And experience is the currency in today's world. So by mapping out your experience with purpose and with the aim of creating loyal, repeat and word of mouth spreading clients, you are building a solid base that will keep your business growing. Your business will continue to flourish and excel all of your expectations when you build a solid base and your reputation exceeds you. 
So a solid reputation for quality becomes that magnet that attracts your new clients because they hear about your services from your satisfied clients. And that's how they come into your world already being warm leads or hot leads. It's because your reputation precedes you. And not only that, a strong reputation for delivering top quality services, it really has a ripple effect. Happy customers become your biggest supporters. They share the experience they had with you with others and they become your ultimate marketing weapon. Word of mouth recommendations and online reviews from those customers who are over the moon with what you have helped them with can give you some massive reach and credibility and they can really open the floodgates for new opportunities that you just hadn't thought of yet or that you were only hoping for. So in this episode, we're diving into some practical strategies for building and maintaining that all-important reputation for quality. And I believe this is one of those solid foundations in your business. When you are the go-to person because of your reputation and your reputation is built on you consistently going above and beyond for your clients and delivering a quality service, this is what your business is built on. So in this episode, I'm going to uncover everything from keeping your delivery consistent to actively seeking feedback from your customers regardless of the type of feedback that it is. We'll talk about that too. And we're going to uncover some key steps that'll elevate your business and your reputation because you're laying the groundwork for some solid growth by building your reputation. So if you are in the car driving, turn up the volume. You know, you might want to even come back, but I'm suggesting you pull up a chair and listen closely because we're going to jump into the world of reputation building and find out how it can transform your business. So let's crack the code to attracting and holding on to customers by building a strong reputation for top quality services. So like I said earlier, We are living in a really competitive market. Today's business world is not what it used to be. There are no longer geographical boundaries of who our competitors are. We can go and seek service providers who live halfway around the world. We can get them to help us with our copy or our website or anything we like. We aren't bound by geographical locations anymore, neither in our town we live or the province we live in, or the country we live in. Like services are now so global that we can now employ a virtual assistant that is offshore and pay half the price and still get a top quality service. So having a solid reputation is more important than ever before. It can be the make or break factor that sets your business apart from all the rest. And believe it or not, it contributes to how fast or how slow your business grows. So picture this. A potential customer is browsing through a sea of options. They're trying to decide where to spend their hard-earned money because they need some help in their business. 
Why will they choose your business over the other million options that they have? Because of your stellar reputation. I mean, how many times have you looked at reviews online before buying a physical product? The same thing is true for a service. If someone can see or read people's reviews of your service that is going to influence what they think about you and their buying decision. A good reputation is like a shining beacon that draws customers in. It's like a moth to a flame, but in a good way, of course. It gives that potential customer the confidence in your business and it makes them feel like they can trust you. When you've built a reputation for excellence, your customers, they won't think twice of choosing you over your competitors. Your reputation isn't just the pat on the back from the clients you work with. It's a powerful tool that can help you attract new customers without even lifting a finger. When your existing customers are singing your praises to their friends, to their family, to their colleagues, just even talking about you in general conversation, whether they're at a conference or a networking function. This word of mouth marketing kicks into a higher gear when your customers do this. And then suddenly, you have a whole army of happy customers out there spreading the word about your amazing services. This is like free marketing, if you like. It's like your dream come true that you've got all these leads coming into your business because of the reputation you have built. So actually, in your early stages of business, your marketing can be your existing customers. You only need a handful of existing customers that you can get from your networks to come and work with you, to experience your services. And when you focus on quality and building that reputation, those five clients can go out and tell five more. And they will tell five more and they will tell five more. So your reputation is something that you want that precedes you. That by the time someone has that first conversation with you, they have already built some trust and they already feel as though they know you at least a little bit. So if you haven't done already, it's time to embrace the importance of reputation. This is just not like a fluffy concept that you hear in the background around how's your reputation. No one talks about their reputation. No one is saying, you know, my reputation is a 9 out of 10. That's not something anyone talks about at a networking event, when you're talking to your colleagues or anything like that. Your reputation is when others talk about you and refer people to you and they return to work with you. My common saying for this is that you want to create raving, returning and referring clients. And this is the secret source that can really elevate your business to new heights. And sometimes I think that we just don't give enough attention to building our reputation. We want to build a strong business for sure. When you ask every business person what is their number one goal, it is like I want to build a solid business. I want to grow my business to whatever they want to grow it to. And that looks different for everybody, right? But if you talk to everyone, everyone's wanting to grow their business, they want to expand their business, they want to 
fill in the blank, whatever their goal is for their business. But no one is actually saying, I want to create a stellar reputation for myself. Like we all think that's a bit like, I don't know, like pushing our own barrows, like standing on a rooftop and saying how great we are. Actually, building a solid reputation is the opposite of that. Building a solid reputation is about quietly going about doing what you do and allowing your work to speak for itself and exceeding all expectations of your customer. That's what builds your reputation and it's your clients that say whether you have a reputation or not. Like it's not for you to say, oh right, my reputation precedes me. That's something that others say about you. Your reputation scale, if you like, is built on what others say about you. But you have the power to influence what they say about your business to who. Alrighty, I think you get the gist of why reputation is really important. So it's time to roll up our sleeves and dive into the nitty gritty of building a rock solid reputation for quality. So let me break this down. First and foremost, consistency is the key. Consistently delivering high quality services is the foundation of building a reputation that shines brighter than the Southern Cross. It's all about paying attention to the little details and going that extra mile for your clients. Whether it's perfectly packaged service or an exceptional experience, Let's make sure that our service offerings are nothing short of outstanding. And more often than not, it is the little details that matter. But it's also the need for us to be transparent and responsive to customers' feedback. So we need to encourage our clients to share their thoughts and we need to actively listen to what they have to say whether it's positive or constructive. Feedback is such a valuable gift that helps us to grow and improve. So we have to show our customers that they are heard and that they are valued. And the secret source to doing that is taking action. Now, taking action is bold capitals, like that is the word, is taking action. Nothing really happens until we take action. So when we receive feedback or we identify issues, it's really crucial to address them promptly and effectively, not just band-aid them up for now. Because by demonstrating our commitment to solving problems and going above and beyond to make things right, we show our clients that we genuinely care. And it's this level of responsiveness and dedication that speaks volumes and builds trust like nothing else. So just this week, you know, I've been in business for many a years, but just this week, I had to take this kind of action. I'm working with a new client and it isn't always unicorns and roses when we are trying to establish a new relationship. It's hard work. And it takes some time for you to learn how to work with your new client and for them to learn how to work with you. So despite having a really thorough onboarding process, some things can still 
be uncovered in these very first stages of working with a new client. You discover things about them that you didn't know. They discover things about you. You discover things about yourself. And you both have to work out what the expectations of each other are. So I was working with a new client. One of the first things that you know, we were working on is getting their registration site up and running and open uh, before the end of the financial year. And so I prepped a whole document of this is what the site is going to look like. This is all the copy for your new site. This is how we plan to ask what questions and what are optionals and what are compulsories, all the things. We map that all out in a Word doc. We hand that over to the client they critique it, tweak it, change the wording. We want to make sure that the copy and the wording in the registration site is on brand for them, which is why they get to tweak it. And we do this for all our clients, that's no problem. The client had come back to me and said that it's going to take a week for them to come back to me with their feedback. I was like, fine, no problem at all. And then when they got the copy back to me, I gave it to my team to start building out the registration site. But then the client came back to me and said, so our registrations are going to open, aren't they? And I was like, oh no, they're not going to open on the date that we had originally set. But that is because I didn't openly and honestly communicate with them that because it took them a week to critique and get the copy back to me, that that was going to delay at our end by a week. I was only expecting them to take a couple of days to have a quick read and turn it around, give it back to me, which is probably what most of my clients do. They're so eager to get things up and running that they, a couple of days tops and they've got it back to me. So I didn't communicate to her the registration open date needed to move because of their delay in getting the copy back to me. I didn't communicate that. I don't know why I didn't communicate it, but I didn't. So when I went back to them and said, we aren't going to be able to open your registrations in three days because we didn't get your copy back till earlier this week. And then I got an email that said, oh, I'm really disappointed that we're not going to meet this deadline. And I had to go back and apologize, you know, realizing that that was my own mistake in that I had failed to communicate to them that when they gave the copy back to me, we need, you know, a full like week to get that built. And then we need to move into test phase before we go live. And so we had this, it was really, I want to call it open and honest feedback. And I was like really kicking myself because I'm like, oh my God, this is a new client. This is our first deadline and we can't even meet it. That just my reputation is shot. <laughs> but because I empathized, I identified the area where I felt I could have done better. I communicated that to the client. And then now that makes me aware that their turnaround times are going to be longer because the client also communicated to me that, you know, turning around that kind of copy in a week is just not possible for them. So, you know, long story short, we missed the deadline. We got some really not nice feedback. When a client opens the email and says, we are disappointed, you're like, oh, crap. But we moved past it. I identified what I could do better. 
I apologized. And now I know with this client, I'm going to have to give myself a good week to allow for them to turn around copy for all the other pieces we need for their event or give us feedback on some of the things that we need decisions on. It's going to take them a week-ish. I need to build that into my timeline and build that into the way I work with them. But what that has also done for me is now in my kickstart meeting with all of my clients, I've added an extra question. So I have decided that you know, in order to maintain my reputation, I need to establish very early on what the turnaround time is for decisions in their business so I can plan appropriately with their event. And what this really demonstrates is that we have to build our reputation brick by brick. Be open to feedback, be open and honest with your communication consistency, attention to detail, transparency, responsiveness, empathy and action are the key ingredients to creating a reputation that radiates excellence. So even though I'm feeling like this reputation with this new client is on rocky ground, if I continue to pay attention to the detail, be transparent, responsive and take action knowing what their turnaround time is for decisions, I can create, well, I can focus on building my reputation that radiates excellence because I now know how to work better with that client. My aim is that this new client, we get to work with them again. They get to speak to everyone in their industry about what we did for them and that this rocky beginning that we've just gone through is just a little blimp but I've reacted early, been responsive, been empathetic and I've taken action to remedy. So when you do these things you can see how your reputation can soar as you become the go-to in your industry. So we can mess up. We can have constructive feedback. We can get disappointing feedback, but that doesn't necessarily tarnish our reputation when we are quick to take action. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favour. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. So now you're building your reputation. So now it's time to take that hard-earned reputation for quality and turn it into a force to be reckoned with. So once you've built that rock-solid reputation and that rock-solid track record for going above and beyond and creating clients who will return to work with you, they become loyal and they spread the word about your service without even being asked. It's really now time to leverage that and put that into your marketing so you can attract and retain new clients. And there's a, I'm going to share a couple of ways that you can do that. First up is that we have the power of word of mouth marketing, but we can't leave this to chance. 
We can't hope that our clients are going to talk about us. Well, we can hope, but we have to also create some intention with this. So when we have a team of cheerleaders, because we've had really satisfied clients, we have got a team of cheerleaders out there spreading the word about our business. We actually have to encourage those satisfied clients to share their experiences with their friends, with their family, and anyone who will listen to them. Because word of mouth marketing is a powerful tool that can bring you new customers without too much work on your part. And then they keep coming back for more and more. So don't be shy to be asking your clients to spread the love. Your referrals, your word of mouth referrals are the hottest leads that you could ever have because most of the time, by the time that they get to talk to you, they've almost convinced themselves that you are the person that they need to be working with. They just need a little bit of encouragement to get them over the line. These are far easier to convert than a cold lead into your business. So we have to have a strategy to build our word of mouth into our marketing plan. And then we also have to leverage social proof. So this means showcasing the positive experiences and feedback from your satisfied clients. Let their words do the talking for you. So collect testimonials and reviews from your happy clients and share them proudly on your website, on your social media platforms and any other marketing channels that you are using for your business. When potential customers, when your potential clients see others raving about your business, maybe they don't know these people, but they see them raving about your business, that also builds trust and confidence in what you have to offer. So by leveraging both word of mouth marketing and social proof, you're creating a powerful combination that reinforces your reputation for quality. And you don't want to create a reputation for a certain, I suppose you do, you want to create a reputation for providing a unique service. So you want to identify your unique differentiators, what makes you different in the marketplace to everybody else. But for the most part, you want to establish a reputation for quality. So if you think of social proof as your potential customers getting a word of mouth referral from someone they don't know, that's how I think about social proof in my mind. And when we can provide social proof to potential cold audience that's learning about us for the first time, we can build that know, like, and trust with them for our services quite quickly. But again, this isn't something that you leave to chance and hope that it happens. You have to unleash the power of your reputation by building in word of mouth and social proof into your marketing. So encourage your satisfied clients to become your brand ambassadors and spread the word. Collect those glowing testimonials and proudly display them everywhere. We want people to see those above all else. So this isn't something you do in an ad hoc way. You have to have a systematic approach to it. 
So include the process for collecting a testimonial in your offboarding process. When you have finished delivering a project or you've finished delivering a service, if it's a retainer client, maybe at the three-month or six-month point in that retainer period, you go out to them and say, you know, we're doing a great job. You keep telling us we're doing a great job. We'd love it if you could provide us with a testimonial. And here's the really surprise bit is sometimes your most average clients or who you feel are your most average clients can be the biggest raving fan that you have. I mean, we had this experience in our agency. We had a client, we we did our service, we thought we went above and beyond, but we, we kind of didn't know whether we were hitting the mark. They were just going, yeah, this is great. Yep, this is great. Oh, that's good. Great. Like it was just, there was nothing special about what we thought we were doing, but we knew we provided a great service. It wasn't until we asked for their testimonial that the words just blew me away. What they had to say about the service that we did was, I just couldn't believe what they'd written. But they truly, truly appreciated our service. They just didn't know how to express it when we were just talking daily. So don't underestimate your clients. Your most average client might be your biggest raving fan. But you won't know that until you ask them for a testimonial. And the other way to do this, you might not ask every client for a testimonial, although I think you should. But in addition to collecting testimonials, if you get an email from a client during their project and it was like, oh, that was incredible. That was highly responsive. Oh my God, the response we had to that was da, 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 da. And they had amazing words to say. You can screenshot that email and collect all of those kind of intermittent uh, words of gratitude and collect them in a document or put them into a chat channel. So think beyond your formal testimonial and look for the smaller opportunities to share the one-off things in your social media. So when a client has made your day because of something they've said and it was something little that you thought you did and it was mid-project or whatever it was, you can just share that on social media like this client made my day with this feedback and that is creating social proof. I probably don't need to say this because you're a smart cocky, but building a solid reputation isn't a one and done thing. Maintaining your reputation is just as important as building it in the first place. Building a reputation takes time and effort. You've put your heart and soul into creating an exceptional service and you've worked tirelessly to exceed all your customers' expectations. But reputation can be fragile. And if it's not maintained, it can easily be tarnished. That's why I also believe that continuous monitoring and improvement is the key to maintaining your reputation. So we need to keep our finger on the pulse of our business, constantly assessing and improving the quality of what we offer. This should be an ever-evolving process. What are we doing inside of our business? How are we improving our quality? What are we doing to make this better, make that better? And 
I am always working on this in my business. We need to stay up to date with our industry trends and our customers' preferences. And we need to make sure that our services continue to meet and exceed the expectations. We need to have our ear to the ground, constantly listening. And by staying proactive and constantly seeking ways to enhance your service offerings, this is how you ensure that your reputation remains as strong as ever. We want to be continuing to build the reputation. You can never build too big a reputation for yourself. But I do also want to address the elephant in the room, and that is negative feedback. So I explained before, you know, how a bit of negative feedback has affected my business recently and how I dealt with it. Because as much as we strive for perfection, and we all know that perfection isn't a real thing, and can be, you know, perfection's really elusive at the end of the day, and it's never going to happen is, is the reality of it, right? It's inevitable that we're going to encounter an unhappy customer or a disappointed customer, or we're going to receive some kind of negative feedback from time to time. And it's not the feedback itself that we should focus on. It's the way that we handle that feedback and those situations that truly matters. So be prepared to respond quickly and effectively when you are faced with that negative or unfavorable feedback. Take time to listen, empathize with your client and understand the concerns that they're presenting to you. Address the issues with care, transparency, offer solutions and make things right. Most of all, you have to actually see how you contributed to that. What is it that you did that created the unfavorable feedback? Sometimes it's what you didn't do. And that's when you need to really identify, was that something that you did or didn't do? Or was there an expectation of the client that wasn't included in the service? So you need to just really address that openly and honestly. And by handling these situations with grace and professionalism, we not only resolve the problem, but we also demonstrate our commitment to our client satisfaction. And that is the thing that continues to build our reputation. So when we demonstrate that commitment to our client's satisfaction, that in turn helps to maintain and even strengthen our reputation. Because one wrong turn can be corrected. It's not like one wrong turn and we're over. We've got the power and the ability to put us back on track, to put the relationship back where it needs to be. I mean, have you ever used a Google map to get to a destination where you've never been before? Like you're in a new city and you want to go somewhere, so the only way that you're going to know how to get there is to put the Google Maps on your phone and follow the instructions that Google gives you. And then if you're like me, you miss a turn off, you, you take the second off the roundabout instead of the first off the roundabout, whatever, you took the wrong turn, you didn't follow the Google Maps. But what Google does, it readjusts itself and it gives you a new route to get to your destination. So this is what happens when we get the undesired feedback or the disappointing feedback from our clients. We just adjust the route to get to the end destination. 
The end destination is a raving, returning and referring client. So a little bit of undesirable feedback along the journey sometimes is unavoidable. It isn't such a bad thing as long as we can recorrect, get the new route in place and continue on. So we have to make reputation maintenance a priority in our business. And this comes down to keeping a watchful eye on the quality of your services, always striving to improve your experience that you're providing your client, improve your services, add in some automation, add in a personal touch, make sure that that service that you're delivering has continuity about it. And then once you've got continuity, then it's easy to see where we can make those constant improvements. Embrace that negative feedback as an opportunity for growth and for you to make improvements to your service and to your systems. I mean, as I told you earlier in the podcast, like I did that just this week. That client I talked about, I've now added an additional point into my onboarding kickstart meeting with all new clients. And they're not necessarily new clients. I do an onboarding kickstart meeting for every new project, whether they are new clients or existing clients. We do that kickstart meeting. And now as part of my consistent process of that meeting, because I've got a standard agenda for that meeting, I've added another agenda item to ask my client around their turnaround times. What do turnaround times look like in their business? If I needed a decision from them or I need them to critique some copy or to critique or test drive something that we've done, what is turnaround likely to be? How many people are involved in that process? And once I can establish this at the get-go, then I can make an allowance for that during the rest of the project. So just this week, I have added a new step into my new project kickstart meeting. So we're always looking to you know, improve our services every day, every project, because building a strong reputation for providing high quality services can be a really powerful tool for attracting and retaining customers. Customers, clients, clients, customers, same, same. And I, I interchangeably use those two words in the podcast, as you've noticed. Sometimes I call them customers, sometimes I call them clients. It's the same, same for me. I don't look at those two uh, words any differently. So depends on what you use in your business, I suppose, but it's really important to consistently deliver high quality products and services, leverage your reputation and continually work to maintain and improve it. It's not a one and done thing. It is a strong, continuous improvement program within your business. Because a strong reputation is an asset that can help your business stand out from the crowd and use it to market and attract customers for the long term. But not only that, it allows you to leverage value-based pricing. And I've talked about pricing in the last couple of episodes. So when we have a strong reputation, we can then really leverage value-based pricing. And having that high reputation for a quality service also contributes to how you position your business in the marketplace. Because I believe 
It's how we package our services, how we position our business that allows us to put the right price on our services, which contributes to our bottom line profit margin. But all of that hinges on creating, building and maintaining a strong reputation as a quality service provider. All right, my friend, this episode was way longer than I anticipated it would be. So I'm going to leave you with that for this week. If you want to reach out and have a chat with me or really take a look at your positioning in your marketplace, do you need some way of improving your complete service package? Do you need to get consistent around what you're doing in your business? If you're really not sure where to start to improve where you're at now because you know something's not working but you're not sure what's not working and there's so many parts that you could start here or you could start there, then I encourage you to come and book a free 60-minute scale strategy session with me. The first thing that we do is I get you to do a scale scan. And that scale scan will identify what's working and what's not. And once we can get to talk about that, we can then build a growth plan for your business. So if this sounds like something that would help you move past where you're at and help you identify the next best step in your business, then there is a link in the show notes, sandrajulian.co forward slash scale come book a 60-minute free scale strategy session with me. I will send you the instructions so you can do a free scale scan before we get on the call together and really take a look at what is the next best three steps for your business. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.